Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of February 26th, season 6, episode number 8. This week we talk about the No Values Festival, announcing their debut lineup with the original Misfits, Iggy Pop, and more. Louder Than Life's festival lineup is also out this week with an unexpected Slayer reunion. And the Record Store Day 2024 releases have been announced and we'll go over our favorites and more. Plus this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com watch us live every sunday twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly and on demand youtube.com at rocknewsweekly yes let's get to it what's up everybody chris here as well as david how's it going david pretty good nice we were just kind of recapping off the air of our stuff that we've been catching up with boring work stuff but some relief in sight uh with some big projects that we both kind of we're getting done with. Uh, it seems like it's that time of year, like we were saying, I was saying for me, for it's like the uh, the quarterly type of stuff that usually comes up around this time uh, for people that can relate to that kind of stuff. So it was nice to get that done out of, out of at my job, and now I can just wait another two and a half months and <laughs> have yeah, to do it yeah. again. But <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully you guys are doing all well out there. We got lots to talk about this week. Let's get to it. Uh, let's uh, Let's delve right into the hot topics this week including the No Values Festival lineup, which was uh, a debut festival lineup, and we'll go over that. It's pretty cool with the original Misfits, Iggy Pop, and more. Louder Than Life has got their festival lineup out as well, Slayer Reunion. Record Store Day has their big list that comes out every year for Record Store Day exclusive releases, and uh, David and I went over our favorites, so we're going to go through our top five of some of the ones that we would like to get, even though most of these are pretty hard to find. Uh, you know, definitely go out and support your local record store. I know uh, there's some here in the Central Valley, Fresno, Modesto, uh, that do record store day exclusive releases. So get out there and support whoever you can. And don't be a hoarder, all right? If you guys are one of those guys that only goes out there to flip stuff, screw you. I don't like that kind of stuff. So yeah, don't, don't do it. Buy it listen to it. Buy it, listen to it. Or if you're going to keep it, keep it for yourself and listen to it with friends and family in a limited way. But don't just immediately go to online to flip it to people it's yeah. it's a douchebag move anyway let's go no values festival check this out have you seen this lineup it looks good yes yeah, saturday june 8th here's the only caveat and that my only worry is that it is a single day festival oh single day oh darn so this is saturday june 8th pomona fairplex so uh, they're all on like different stages yep and- so it's going to be multiple stages and kind of a tight schedule here. So, I'm, you know, it's one of those things where I, I love this lineup. I love what they're doing. But I also don't like the idea of cramming it all into one day and having to get there at 11 a.m. to see some of these bands that I want to see at the bottom, you know? Look at that. DJed by Jello by Afro. I know, right? All ages. This, this looks like a really good one. I, I like how they have a little um, ska kind of selection there yep. with Fishbone, Aquabats, The Selector, Hepcat, The Untouchables, Skeletones, kind of little showcase there. Maybe they'll have their own stage. I don't know. And then we got a lot of the, um, the ones that I want to see are on that kind of lowest 
section there, the Dead Milkmen, Adolescents, the Dickies, the Addicts, the Exploited. Exploited is, I love it. Fear, the original guys from the, the 70s, man. Uh, Black Flag, Vandals, TSOL, the Jesus Lizard. You never see them tour anywhere. They're from Scotland, I believe. Uh, Fiddler, the Damned from the UK, Iggy Pop, of course, Social D, um, the original Misfits. The only oddball for me is Sublime. Uh, they're kind of the oddball one there. I don't feel like they kind of fit in, but I get it. Um, yeah. They're they're kind of doing their thing with their reunited kind of deal. But what are uh, what do you think? What would be like your top top three that you'd want to see on uh, this lineup? Top three: Exploited, Black Flag. Um, let's see who else was there. I'd want to see the uh, probably maybe Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, those are some good picks for me. Definitely, Jesus Lizard. I've never seen them live. Uh, the, the like somebody like the Dickies, uh, some of those original '70s punk bands that I've never seen live. Uh, and Social D. Surprisingly, I've never seen them. Oh, Social Distortion. Yeah, yeah. The top. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> they snuck in there. No, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I'd never. I've seen Mike Ness do his solo stuff at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, uh, kind of solo stuff acoustic but i've never seen social distortion live so they're kind of a bucket list one for me i've seen iggy pop live believe it or not uh, that was a bucket list for us and we seen him uh, about 10 years ago with the stooges which was really cool but i he's one of the ones that i would want to see for sure you and know, misfits for sure. i don't know the 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 whole like lineup i mean i don't know every single band but I would say the spirit of this lineup seems so strong. Like, yeah. Consistent. They got like, the theme have, right. Yeah, the theme yeah. is right. Like, sometimes you'll see these festivals and you're like, wow, these are... No, you're right. They threw some weird ones together. This is all like... I could see like a, a, a very... Like people going to this and enjoying it. And, and the people hanging out, like all of these bands into each other and supporting each other. Yeah, yeah. They're all like one, cut yeah, from yeah, the yeah. same cloth, yeah, yeah. so to speak. Well, you that, know. yeah, I mean... Yeah, this this looks solid. So the only problem is it's in fucking Pomona, which is like we looked it up. It's just it's a <laughs> I don't want to talk shit about Pomona, but I, I don't really like Pomona. <laughs> yeah, there's not much going on there and not very nice hotels. And uh, so it's kind of a questionable. I get it. They're trying to do on the fringes of I the mean, L.A. Pomona area. Pomona is a very nice area. It's like it's like uh yeah, it's pretty nice looking, but also it is like, as you say, it's kind of like unincorporated un somehow. Yeah, it's more of a. It's actually. I mean, all I know about Pomona is that it's like really conservative. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, so. <laughs> and it's kind of odd to have this uh, festival choice yeah, like this, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, it's happening. Uh, make sure you guys check it out. June eighth. It's novalues.com. I do have a question about this though. Yes. We have that little, you know, three quarters of the way down there. There's that little. Ska yes. sort of belt there. Yep. Are we seeing like some sort of like revival? I could, it seems yeah. Like we are. Yeah, I like, think I have it's. To say, yeah. like, I appreciate Ska a lot more than I did 10 years ago. Sure. Like there was that time when like people listened to Ska. And right. Like, yeah, like and it was it. almost like trendy. Yeah, it was like trendy, but now I'm like, and it was like nerdy. And, yeah, you know, right. It was, like, right. For yes. A while, but now yes. I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate I I agree. I'm kind of in the same boat. And I think it's because of the full band sound. Like, for me, it's the, yes, like exactly. the, I appreciate the trumpets, the horn, the trombone. I, like, see what they're all doing and them doing it on time and in unison. It's like 
watching a James Brown performance or yes. one of those things where you're like, I man, think, these guys are on point. Yeah, they're I, they're killing it. It was a. I think it was. I'll just say it. I think that there was something of like an implicit misunderstanding of the roots of ska for sure. a while. Yeah, definitely. That was kind of a ethnocentrism on the part of a lot of people. Like me, right? I, I didn't really understand what was the kind of radical roots yeah, of ska music. Like what what did Rude Boy mean? What yeah, were some exactly. of those things like, like how it originated it. in the UK and now that we're older and you put it into like social constructs and you're like, wow, I have a lot of respect and respect you have and understanding, yeah, a better understanding of like where they were coming from and what they were trying to do, right? Yes. For sure, man. And I think that's to be said with a lot of these bands. I feel like it inspired me at a young age, like and you come back to it kind of full circle as an adult and you're like a lot more appreciation. And you yeah, you understand like what they're doing, you're like, man, these guys are really sticking to their values and what they believe in and they've never wavered and you got to have uh, respect for that, you know, yes. no matter what they're doing. Totally. All right, cool. Well, that's, that's a strong spirit. Yes. Right? And it's an all ages show too. It's it's you know, this is great for the young kids that want to imagine being 13 and your dad's fucking cool enough to take you to a festival like this where you could literally see the past four decades of punk music who's who yeah. in a festival like this now and you would see all the heavy hitters influential people i mean unreal so i mean you know it's it's this is a bucket list type of a festival for our generation and I think Generation X. You gonna have any free tickets to that one? Well, I'm gonna try, <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna need our help, to be honest. Yeah. I, I put in the uh, application, but I don't know if we're gonna get that one. We'll see. We're definitely gonna, we're gonna try. All right. Anyway, let's move on to another festival lineup. This one definitely, uh, definitely a different vein, mainstream rock and, and metal uh, here in the states. This one on the East Coast as well, kind of got an East Coast thing going on. This is the uh, Louder Than Life Festival which is going on in September uh, in Kentucky, all right? So we got the uh, headliners as Slipknot, Slayer, Motley Crue, and Korn. A lot of people really had some negative feedback about Motley Crue being a headliner. They were saying that it's not really even the original band. They're kind of falling apart. Uh, there was revealed that they're using backing tracks on their uh, live performances. Uh, and so, I don't know, I think that was that was kind of a... I don't know, one of those ones where they're not filling their own stadium tour and now they're kind of resorting to doing festivals and stuff to kind well, of get they, that. They they try to balance that one out because they have three, six months. <laughs> right. It, it <laughs> seems like that day is the weirdest day. Saturday, the one it, that we're yeah, talking about. It is very interesting. It's I all mean, over I really the place. Like three, six months, well, I yeah. like Dropkick Murphys. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, why are they that. right before two bands that I really don't care to see? Like Falling Universe, well, don't care to see them. Followed, and followed by Disturbed. Yes, like, come on. Okay, but I will say that I like how they have this new lineup where it shows the headliner for each stage. So I like how they should. Yeah, like, this is good. It's a very European this style of yeah. lineup um, that I feel like U.S. festivals are starting to rip it's off. It's sort of like a, matri a matrix of... Uh, it almost seems like each each thing has its own vibe. Like each stage kind of has, if you go from left to right, so to speak, the, each stage is oh, has its yeah. own thing. Each day so vertically. If you're there on the multiple days, you can go. Yeah, I want to stick. Yeah, I'm gonna that stick stage. on this stage. Like uh, you know that Mastodon Tom Morello stage. I'm all about that. Or the Body Count Lorna Shore stage. You know, I kind of like those ones. Me personally, the main ones I don't really. You know, I, they're cool and all. Like Gojira, I'd probably be interested in. Till Lindman is the guy from um, 
uh, from that German band, uh, Rammstein. Rammstein. He's uh, doing solo stuff now. Till Lindman. Till Lindman. He's the uh, solo on <laughs> yeah. the on the flame. Yes, score. yes, yes. So yeah. Anyway, so giant the- penis shaped flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking crazy, dude. I wonder if he's gonna bring any of that out for the U.S. shows, <laughs> or if it's a little too edgy. Yeah, the Americans can't handle it. Anyway, so check that one out. Uh, that one's good. Slayer last toured in 2019. Uh, they said it was it. This is going to be their last time touring, and it's one of those cases where, well, we're doing festivals. We're not really touring. So okay. it's a reunion show. And okay. some people were upset about it, though. Some people were kind of like, you said this was it, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking we, we were talking about this before with some other bands. Um, it's just one of the – you got to be prepared as a fan, guys. Don't fall for the uh, final tour trick because now they're going to do festivals. They're going to do Vegas residency. They're going to do all these other options that technically isn't touring. So don't fall for that trick. Yeah, how do you think Slayer's uh, Vegas residency will go? Probably not well. <laughs> and it'd probably be like on Fremont Street. I wouldn't imagine it'd be like on the strip. Uh, and yeah, no, I wouldn't see that being a, <laughs> a, a Slayer Ve- Vegas residency. Not really. I don't know. Maybe for Resident- Halloween. Maybe Halloween time? I'm I don't just know. I'm trying to think of something like very, like, <laughs> just doomed. Yeah. <laughs> like in a residency in a strip joint. Like <laughs> all, all seedy. <laughs> all, all seedy. Yeah. All seedy and rough. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else we got? Tour news. Oh, yeah. This is a, a cool little tour. Primus oh, and uh, Coheed and Cambria, along with a bunch of other cool supporting acts like Fishbone. Fantastic Negrito, All Them Wishes, uh, Gorilla Toss, Too Many Zoos. This is all mostly East Coast and Midwest dates. God, they're in Madison there. Yeah. Uh, kicks off in Pennsylvania in May. Goes through everywhere except for California. Well, got couple. and Redding. Yeah, Paso Robles. That's kind of weird. Yeah, what I'm thinking, I'm banking that they may be at Aftershock and they're not showing... Uh, Northern Northern California dates because of the radius clause. Uh, they may be at Aftershock this year, uh, so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm banking on. But we'll see. Uh, it's all going through May through August. So if you guys Idaho want to, Falls, Idaho. Have you been there? I went to school right next to there, like 10 really from there. That's a surprise. That's not a place that usually gets shows, shows like no. big shows. Yeah, that's that's. I wonder if they if they have a new venue. Do congrats, you think that maybe they got a new venue there? <laughs> did you ever to see Idaho Falls? Did you ever see anything while you no, were there? There no. was never anything that I that I know of. I mean, they had Bill Cosby coming. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> big sellout Before, crowd. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> Uh, before all that. Before all that stuff. Happened. Oh, man. Well, check it out. Primusville.com, CoheedandCambria.com, guys, for that one. Okay, so let's get to it. Our top five record store day picks. We're going to kick it off with David's top five. So I'm going to have David kind of just talk about uh, each one uh, and why you why you like it, and we'll go through the details. So first Alrighty. up, you got the Cranberries. So Cranberries, I mean, that's they, they, ever since I was a kid, I've been a, a big Cranberries fan. Yeah, I, man. You know, Rest in peace, Laura Sarirden. Yep. Um, too bad to lose her. So, yeah, I'd be very, you know, that's something I'm really interested in. Um, let's see. Yeah, so it's Bury the Hatchet, fourth studio album, um, and it features a bunch of singles on it. It's 2LP, uh, 4,000 quantity. 
Record Store Day first release, so it's not an exclusive, so you can get this later. Uh, and I was trying to look at are there new tracks on there. Yeah, so check it out. There's some bonus yeah. studio tracks here. Which those that, have those never been probably heard. In. Yeah, we've yeah. never even heard any of these, which yeah. is really cool. That's the kind of stuff that I like on these releases, right? Yeah. The stuff that we haven't heard, the bonus outtakes, all that cool stuff. So I mean, I don't know. Man. She, I, she's just that, that music is always. Just and she's got an amazing voice. There's yeah, still voice like voice. nobody's voices come close to what she did there. So very cool. All right, let's move on to the other one here. Bill Evans, you know, this. I mean, you asked me what I would really want. I love Bill Evans. I, I listen. Yeah. To all the time. I, I'm listening to a lot of jazz lately. Um, good piano. Um, you know, sort of kind of in the Roland, you know, Roland Hanna. Like, mm -hmm. That's a lot of the stuff I like to listen to lately, so I'd really, I'd be really interested. For you audiophiles out there, this is the one of the things that I like about these releases. For me personally, check this out, guys. This is a limited edition mono release, lacquer cut from the original master tapes by Kevin Gray, which is one of the head engineers there at Coherent Audio, pressed at RTI on 180-gram black vinyl. So, I mean, like, the way that they take care of the meticulous stuff about these releases, that's what I really like. They put it on the highest quality vinyl. They put it in that Stoughton tip-on jacket, which is like this I mean, anti-static, top-of-the-line shit, you know? like When you just look at that, ooh, at that jacket. I love it. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. That's and, jazz, that's just And it's that's a that's beautiful. a classic classy like jazz album cover. Yeah. Like there there was John Coltrane ones, Miles Davis ones, uh Charles Mingus, Thelonious Monk Thelonious album Monk, covers that look yeah. that have that same kind of color and vibe. Yeah. And it just it's a very like it, it it evokes like nostalgia and I don't know, it's nice. I really like that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, if you love fucking jazz, you got to check that one out. All right. What and else? as always, I love Willie Nelson. So I'll yes, take I'll take it. I saw that on there. I was like, oh, I'll take it. And he, you know, if all country music were just like Willie Nelson, then I'd, you know. But, <laughs> but um, so yeah, that's that's one that I I, I would be interested in. Um, I don't know what I'd say about it. Let's see the track list. Well, yeah. So here's the track list. Look at all these alternate there versions. Were alternate versions. Look at this. this. Looked cool. Yeah, look at all these different alternate versions that they have that have never been heard before, which is an entire album, like front and back, two sides of of alternate versions and different duet vocals and different themes. Pretty cool. And I was reading about this. They were saying that this is one of his most eclectic albums in Willie Nelson's career. Um, he, he was saying, it says, Phases and Stages was full-blown tracing the dissolution of a marriage and devoting one side to the wife's perspective and the second to the husband's. So it's kind of like a concept album oh, in a wow. way. Phases and Stages is like the the kind of two people conversating in a way and his kind of opinion of his wife's perspective and his perspective. And, Pretty you know, I, this is not to, to be morbid, but as someone who, you know, Willie Nelson is... He is very senior, you know. Yes. Oh and, God. And having someone like him, who is a thoughtful, yeah, uh, good person, as far as, as as I can tell, and and the you know, the ultimate artist, having him look back at a life 
and talk about things like that. You know, pretty I, awesome. I can relate, to and you that can learn a lot from that yeah. from a guy like that. You can learn a lot from somebody. Yeah, that kind of stuff is the stuff that is affecting you. Lately. I agree. I yeah. Well, I think it, life, as but. we get to that 40 year mark, I think we, like yeah, you're yeah. saying, you start appreciating and understanding a lot of stuff that maybe before you were glossing over and not really caring about, right? Yeah. So good stuff. Um, all right, what else we got here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and then Neil Young, and then just because because I just I, just because you love Neil Young, just because I like Neil Young, one of the rock. So this is a good one that I've never heard before. I'm interested in hearing it. It's called "Fucking Up." Neil Young and the Horse, which is Crazy Horse, from Neil's sleeve notes. It says, "Why do the old songs live so vividly now? They do to me. Neil Young with Crazy Horse and all their ragged glory. They played together for over 50 years. Performances of these songs is a true highlight of that long relationship." Nine songs on two LP with the original song titles replaced with selected lyrics. So this album was recorded in 2023 with uh, Neil Young's son, uh, Micah Nelson, on guitar and vocal and piano and a bunch of other yeah, great so, people. So, I mean, I thought it was cool. It's new. Yep. And uh, and it's, it's old songs. Horse, it's made for horse lovers. And it's old songs but new. But like new, old yeah. songs recorded now, which is pretty awesome like they stumbled upon it and like hey let's make this all right and your last one here last one uh my daughter is like the biggest david bowie fan like that i know of yeah she just loves david bowie everything about him so i was like i'd have to get that she you know i i don't i i I would play that probably first this is on my list as well so this is a good transition into my list because i have this one on on my list as well and the reason why this is really cool is this <clears throat> was taken from the st- original studio tapes dated 15th December 1971, which were created for the then provisional track listing of what would become the Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust Spiders from Mars. Legendary album, right? Okay. Well, the track listing for Waiting in the Sky runs differently from the Ziggy Stardust album and features four songs that didn't make the final album which we haven't heard before, which is really cool. Oh, so cool. for David Bowie fans, this Well, is... to find out what did not make it on Exactly. What's an outtake, right? It's yeah. got they got to be gems. So that this was one of my picks as well for my top five. But another one that I wanted to get into was the Buena Vista Social Club, a personal favorite from mine. Um, I remember watching this documentary in the early days of Netflix, the Buena Vista Social Club documentary. I definitely recommend it. Uh, some amazing Cuban musicians. Ry Cooter went there with his son, Ry Cooter's son, and they went and recorded this album with legendary Cuban musicians. Um, and they put out this album, The Buena Vista Social Club. I think it was in 1999. And it's fantastic. It's one of the best jazz albums, Cuban world music type of albums out there. It's unbelievable. And this is in gold, limited edition gold vinyl now, a quantity of 1700 and it's a 2LP 25th anniversary edition so for me that's a really cool edition i'd like to have that just kind of in my collection i love that music another one that really stood out for me uh, was howlin wolf live in europe from bremen in 1964 from a live performance i love the smoky colored vinyl that they have on this release as well it's beautiful and i've never heard this live performance this concert is notable that it formed part of the famous American Folk Blues Tour at the time, a touring music festival and showcase for American blues talent that played at venues across Europe annually from 1962 to 1970. 
Hallam Wolf's performance in Europe added fuel to the burgeoning British blues explosion. Joined by a host of blues veterans, including Willie Dixon, this record will form an exciting addition to uh, whatever. But it's it's celebrating its 60th anniversary. It's pretty awesome. Smoky marbled vinyl. Um, and they got a lot of tracks on here that aren't really popular Hallam Wolf tracks. They don't have Spoonful. They don't have a lot of the ones that he was really known for. So this one is kind of a cool one for, for the fans that don't really get to hear a lot of these tracks. So I'm really into that. That one looks cool. Yeah, that does. This is another one that really stood out to me. Uh, the Soul Jazz is a great label that always puts out really good stuff. And this is the Studio One Rude Boy release um, that they're doing this year. A 2250 quantity. Um, it's an 18th anniversary, one-off, limited edition here. And it's some of the best studio musicians of the early reggae era. From the early days of Bob Marley's and, and the Whalers. The classic 1970s Jamaican films, The Harder They Come, and Rockers. Rockers is one of my favorite films of all time. If you guys haven't seen that one, it's fantastic. The Harder They Come is definitely more mainstream with Jimmy Cliff, but Rockers is really Gosh, fantastic. This, I, I love this stuff. Yeah, this is like, this this, this this era and this culture is truly special to me. Well, I, I, I bought an album in China, believe it or not. Really? That was... And I can't find it, but it was, I just, it just was Bob Marley. It was Bob Marley and the Whalers, but they take all these tracks and just cram them onto this right. one and CD. Right, and it's a bunch of early And it ones. was all this really, really early, and it was not just Bob Marley. It was, it was others like. Dennis Brown, yeah, Desmond yes, Baker, yes. maybe some was, of these guys. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was so good. And now I can't find it. Yeah, and those are hard to find. Those are hard to find. And and that's why I love these types of releases where they kind of do the work for us yeah. and bring it into this beautiful compilation. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a, um, a, a, a record store day exclusive on vinyl, but I'll definitely grab this some other way if I can't grab it on vinyl. But, man, it's found fantastic. So many great artists on this lineup. I'm really looking forward to that one. So... Very cool. All right, last one for me is a very cool limited edition turntable that they're releasing for Record Store Day this year. I don't know if you saw this. These are three-inch records from the Beatles that they're having on this little <laughs> mini turntable. Yes, they're like the, it's a novelty. Obviously, it's kind of a gimmick. <laughs> it's a, like it's a little teeny turntable. And look at the little box it comes in. It comes in its own little record record box. Uh, Beatles branded dust cover turntable. It's Bluetooth enabled. Uh, it's three inch records of the songs they performed 60 years ago on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, so they're cool. they're calling it the U.S. Invasion package, and it has the four songs they played on Ed Sullivan. I want to hold your hand till there was you. She loves you. I saw her standing there. Each record is housed in an outer box, picture sleeve, poster. Uh, it includes some Beatles branding and all that cool stuff. But that looks pretty neat, right? Yeah, that's that gonna be cool. high demand. That's, that's gonna be it's gonna be going for a lot. Um, Twenty three hundred exclusive. So, but those are the uh, record store day exclusives. Get out there and support your record stores local, even if they're participating in record store day or not. It's happening April twentieth this year. Uh, so make sure you guys check April it out. April twenty man. <laughs> All right, Kings of Leon got a new album coming out. Um, they just released a new single, Mustang, new video, and they just talked, or well, uh, uh, released the album dates, or album dates, tour dates. The album's coming out May 10th, 
And the tour dates are already out now. So here's the uh, tour dates, which is they got a date in Berkeley at the Greek Theater, August 25th. Pretty cool. Um, a couple West Coast dates there, but they're going to be all over the place. Palm Springs. Yep. How very Wes Anderson-ish. <laughs> I <Right>? know, right? <laughs> uh, very true. So Kings Leon, new album coming out in May, new tour. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, you go to their website for all the details. Talking Heads, 1977 concert. Uh, here's a picture from it. Um, apparently it was recorded for a radio station in Pennsylvania. It will be released on Record Store Day. Part of the uh, Parts of the show appeared on their 1983 live album, and it's the first time the entire 14-song concert will be available. Um, live at WCOZ 77, released as a double album. Pretty cool. I feel ashamed how caricatured the talking heads are in my mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> I see that, I'm like, wait, why does he look like that? Why doesn't he oh, have like, you're a used big to, shirt Right, on? right, yes. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, yeah. I'm ashamed. Well, no, that's you know <laughs> that's what most people I'm sure associate with Talking Heads, right? Um, but yeah, they're definitely they're good to delve into. A lot of these tracks are very obscure. Uh, they only have about three singles on here, like "Take Me to the River," "Psycho Killer," and "The Big Country." Yeah, that's it. Everything else is very um, early for Talking Heads. So if you're a fan of the early stuff, check that one out. Okay, Manson uh, this week had to pay, what was it? It was quite a bit, $169,000 in legal fees, uh, additional legal fees to Evan Rachel Wood after her, oh, and her associate, Ilma Gore. They were back in court last week. He's been ordered to pay an additional 169000 legal fees. This was, we were talking about this last year in the past couple years. It yeah. was originally filed in 2022. Um, there was a, a Apparently, he was saying, they were saying, that there was a smear campaign against him, uh, but that turned out to not be true. What would publicly claim for with alleg allegations of abuse against Manson back in early 2021, so... Oh, wait, so so that smear campaign, ca like, charge that he brought... Right. That's dismissed? Yep. Well, look at that. He alleged... Gone just like his eyebrows. And now he's got to pay... And, yeah. <laughs> And now he's got to pay their legal fees because of that. Because Let's he put that. that that BS lawsuit back, and now they have to reimburse legal fees. You know. Ah, I feel vindicated. Not I looking good. I was right about old Marilyn Manson all these years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens uh, in this as this case finishes out. But it's not looking good for him. Anyway, uh, sad news: Foreigners Mick Jones sharing that he has Parkinson's. Um, people were asking about his absence from the band shows the past couple years, and now he's revealed why. W put a statement out on Wednesday, February 21st, saying he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease several years ago, which has curtailed his ability to join Foreigner for concerts. I won't go into all the details, but um, he thanked the fans for, you know, kind of appreciating their support, but... You know, it's just unfortunate, right? I mean, yeah, that's hard. <coughs> My grandpa had Parkinson's. Yeah, it's just yeah. He says he's still very much involved in the background of Foreigner, remains a presence, but he can't do the live stuff, which is a bummer. But hopefully, people, you know, just gotta understand yeah. that we get older, right? Maybe it's he's just it's starting to affect him. He's also uh, they're up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination. So if you guys want to vote for him, uh, I guess they're in third place with eighty-six thousand votes after the first week of fan voting. So. Oh. Make sure you guys get out there and vote for Foreigner. 
All right, we got some birthdays this week. Let's get to it. Birthday time. Tony Yomi, guitarist of Black Sabbath, is 76 years old this week. He's looking good, too. Yeah, that, that goatee sharp. It is. <laughs> uh, Brad Whitford, uh, guitarist of Aerosmith, is 72. Looking very whimsical. Uh, Terry Tex Comer, bassist of Ace, is 75. Paul Jones of Manfred Mann, uh, original lead singer, is 82. Mike Peters, and singer and guitarist of The Alarm, is 65 years old. I think that's it for birthdays. We got some trivia, though. Let's get to it. This week in rock and roll history, trivia. All right. It's time for some trivia this week in 1976, all right? This album is certified both gold and platinum for sales of 2 million copies. It's the first album to receive platinum certification from the Recording Industry Association of America. And I will say these albums are in the top three of that list. These are all the top ones, all right, from that year. 1976, was it Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, The Eagles, Greatest Hits, or was it... Don't you mean the top four? Top four, well, (laughs) yes, that's right. David Crosby's Greatest Cocaine Hits, Songs to Sniff Lines and Shoot Pistols to. That was a good selling <laughs> album at the time, Shoot but I don't know if it was the best selling. It might not have been in the yeah, best sellers. I don't know. Okay, well it's good that it you're was popular. Honest. It was you're popular. Me out a little bit. Yeah. All was- right. So I'm gonna go because I, I always like to say Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. I'm just gonna go with that one. I like Meatloaf. You don't get He's that opportunity. Theatrical. I don't get that opportunity. I know very you don't often. get that opportunity. So I'm gonna take it. Well, that was actually number two. Num- Damn it, Meatloaf. But I was surprised that that was number two, man, to be honest. Yeah, really. The Eagles was number one, their greatest hits uh, from 1971-75. 41 million. It was the first platinum album. Pink Floyd, though, in the greater history of things, Pink Floyd at 50-plus million is currently number one. Bad Out of Hell is at 43 million at number two. Hey, whoa. Right? Hotel California. Really? Yes. I don't think I've ever met a single person I know. who owns that. <laughs> I, for some reason, that album is super po- super popular. I have no idea why. Wow. Hotel California at number three, 42 million, and Eagles Greatest Hits at number four. So e- this one that was number one, the first platinum, is still at number four in the gist of things. Isn't that kind of crazy? Wow. Dang. Yeah, so uh, wild, huh? All right. This is an odd duck. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some new new rock and metal albums out this week. David, what do you think? Take Look it away, that. man. Okay, so we got Ace Freely, Ten Thousand Volts. He's getting electrocuted Dude, by by some UFOs. I know. This is great. <laughs> this, but this is like a kind of a halfway journey kind of an album. It does kind of look like that. Yeah, you're it's right. Little, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Amaranth, the Catalyst. Okay. Looks like that, some, you know. That's. What's that show on HBO? Uh, Westwood or um, Oh Westworld? Westworld. Yeah. Looks like that kind of a thing. Yeah, that's. I don't like that. <laughs> like a, a cyborg. That, that reminds me of the Beautiful People music video, which oh, is why yeah. I hate Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> that like, video specifically. Riding on a pig with pigeons <laughs> shitting all over himself. Like I'm not. 
Yeah. Um, but then stretching bodies. Right. And, yeah. Nah, good that's stuff. Just too much for me. Fun stuff, huh? Uh, but yeah, that looks pretty cool, actually. All right. What do we got? Um, atoll. Yep. Human uh, inhuman implants. And that, yeah, okay. Um, like Austrian kind of a... death machine. Quad brutal. What do you think? I think it's good because they have, this is like a play on Terminator. Uh, Austrian death machine is like a nickname for Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they have a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator here with like a big old like ball of, I don't know. Metal? Yeah. Like so that's kind of cool. Metal. Yeah, I, like, I do uh, like that. No, I'm <laughs> colorblind. Uh, I couldn't tell, but I at first I thought maybe he was green, and that was. He <laughs> does look <laughs> like, like the Hulk, but he is. It's there. it's tan. He's like it's regular, but he's got Dude, his like. His, cool. Look at his little cyborg arm there. Now, I mean, have you ever seen the clip of uh, of early Arnold when he's talking about feeling the pump? I think where that that documentary and he's smoking weed and, and he's like uh, I feel the pump all day I feel like I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. like, I you know? think so. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, I go yeah. to the grocery store. I yeah, like yeah. I'm coming. So he's feeling the pump there. Yeah, he's feeling farm. the pump. Uh, the body and disfig, orchards of a feudal heaven. Wow. That, so that's deep. Yeah. So what is that? Are those tassels? It looks like a rocket. Maybe like a flares oh. from a, a plane or something. Oh, I don't maybe know. Maybe like the explosion of the Challenger. <laughs> no, no. It could be. For all you '80s babies. Yeah. Remember that. Bork <laughs> Nagar fall. I like that artwork though. Yeah, actually, that does look really cool. That's, pretty neat. That's got kind of. It's like an impressionistic. Yeah. Kind of Iron Maiden looking. Yeah. Uh, a burial at sea, close to home. Cranium, point of no return. Cross chains, death grip. Darkest hour, perpetual. Um, D crown, persona non grata. And oh, disasteroid, garden creatures. That's a cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool, huh? Um, a lot of eyeballs. Dust Bowl, Sound and Fury. Ectomorph. Uh, Vivid Black. Yeah. And Gen and the Degenerates. Anti-fun propaganda. Like how it's just a shark it's crashing a shark into a crashing into a roof. I don't know. Is this like sharks on a plane? Yeah, maybe, huh? Um <coughs> Guiltless Thorns. Hand of Kaliak. Cory Vrecken. That's a cool one. I like that one. Oh, here's um, here's Hypoxia one of the ones. Defiance. Look at this. Uh, look at that. Yes, look at this album cover here. Is that? <laughs> is he on like the? He's like in some kind of like yeah, some kind of torture Iron Maiden type thing, and he's got like the pilgrims sentencing him to his death. They got like the guy like getting something hot and ready here. <laughs> so this okay so. Like we were talking about last <laughs> week, the sort of Master P. Essence. Yes, this is like, like the metal is, version. This yeah. is the metal version of the yeah. Master P one. Yeah, in a way. Right? But it, it, it's it's not like the other one. The other one th that you pointed out last week was like cheesy graphics. Though. Yeah. This is yeah. like actual artwork. This is actual artwork. So it's a little now, different. Do you think, I mean, the thing that worries me is people are going to start making all their album covers on AI. Oh, this one, to me, kind of like strikes me as like, 
big torture, like they put in the prompt, like big torture machine, <laughs> mad pilgrims. Like, <laughs> it could be AI. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is, this still seems like it Executioner could be. Executioner working in the uh, barbecue. That'd be impressive. Pit. That'd be impressive if AI is already there. No, I don't think AI could do that. Right, It'd be like see. Super Mario in there somewhere. Look at this one. I um, love this Iron one. Iron Curtain, Savage Dawn. That I love that. That one's freaky. That was pretty good. Yeah. Job for, um, job for a cowboy, moon healer. Mortis gold, creation undone. Motorhead, the lost tape, volume one through five. North Sea echoes, really good, terrible things. Hersher, sleep well, or sleep well, sorry. Pirate queen, ghosts. Oh, I love this one here. Reforia, uh, axe. Exorcism. Exorcism. And see, like, she's having an exorcism and he's coming to her, like. And he has the axe. Yeah, and he's, like, coming to her in her demon dreams. In her demon dreams <laughs> with sparks and stuff all around. <laughs> floating with, like, the really. His horns are flowing. Yeah, they are. In Just the, like, like his hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good lovely. one. That's, that's a good that one. That is lovely. <laughs> Uh, Stiggy and Crown Funeral for a King. Okay, that one right there. Yeah. That was that was my crack as a kid. That's what? totally like the, that's like one of the illustrations on the front of a Conan. Oh book. yeah, yeah. Conan novel. Like those like seventies. Like yeah, yeah. Seventies kind of mystical. Yeah, I love that's that stuff. Cool. That's nice yeah, artwork that's stuff. Um, Sybris, Gold on Hold. I like the album name. That's nice. Time Lost, Drained. Uh, toad liquor. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. <laughs> I like that one. Back in the hole. Toad liquor. That come on with the wires out of the baby. Little baby, mouth. yeah, little baby little cyborg, cyborg baby. With the, like a chipmunk there. That's a, <laughs> that's that's a little bit of a. That's a rabbit. Winston Smith, like. Yeah. In the in the modern. 1984. Age. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Vincent Crowley, anthology of horror. There you go. I think that's it. All right. All right. Movie, TV, entertainment, gaming news. There was a big uh, announcement that the Beatles are going to be uh, featured now in uh, individual biopics. So John, Paul, George, and Ringo, uh, it's the first time uh, that it's ever been authorized by their families. The first time Apple Corps Limited and the Beatles have allowed their full stories and music to be used in scripted features. So these are going to be scripted features. How do you feel about that? Like, it could be like an actor playing George Harrison you know George Harrison's early life and they got like somebody like uh, Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson playing yeah. George Harrison so how do you feel about that what do you think I, you know I could see Robert Pattinson playing George Harrison that's a good <laughs> that's call a good call huh? this is like back when they when the comic books uh, hadn't all the Marvel movies hadn't been made yet yeah you pick who was gonna play the people yeah well I mean that's my big challenge here is like Who's who gonna play looks who? Quite like these folks. Yeah, that would play them well. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, sure. That sounds fun. So I like yeah, them. I like biopics. Yeah, and I would like to see their life stories in more depth. To be honest, like we've always heard these, like I feel like a contrived or condensed or homogenized version of, oh, Paul's All the romantic, ro yeah. Paul's the romantic one, Ringo's the fun one. You know, like this, like 
let's hear their real life stories and why they are the way they are and who, who they came to be. You know, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I like I like them because yeah. it's like saves me a lot of reading. <laughs> Sam Mendes is the director who directed American Beauty, 1917, two James Bond films as well. Uh, so it's it's supposed to be released in theaters 2027. So pretty cool. Okay, we'll see. Well, so and it's going to be one for each of them. That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I guess it says it says each will be directed. So yeah, yeah, wow, individual, yeah, yeah. I, everybody will go see that. That that definitely for sure. Okay, this was a pretty significant thing from around the world. News from around the world this week. American companies successfully landed an unmanned vehicle on the moon yesterday. The spaceship Odyssey touched down 6:23 p.m. Eastern time. First U.S. moon landing. Since Apollo 17 in 1972. Pretty wild, huh? So that was, uh, yeah, that was SpaceX, right? Um, I guess. Oh, that was Elon Musk. Then. Yeah. So I guess he did one thing right this week. Yeah. Or like this this year. It says the space, it- spacecraft is, is delivering a set of scientific instruments owned by NASA, but it's not a NASA craft. Hmm. Interesting, right? So... Owned by Intuitive Machines. Intuitive Machines. So not oh, not by SpaceX. SpaceX. Oh, I thought I read earlier. Maybe that's week. a mm-hmm. different uh, subsidiary, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... Kind of wild that it's the first time since 1972. Like, what, what's what been the... It's been 50 years. Yeah, I mean... That, that's why I think there was such conspiracy going on. Like, did we land on the moon at all? Because... We haven't been back in 50 years. Like, what was the whole point? And was it all just kind of like a, a, a ploy to whatever? But obviously, we can land on the moon. We have the technology to do it. And yeah, I mean, to me, I'm like, I look at this, and the, and the big thing that people were making a big deal about is that it was a private company or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, yeah, whoop de do. Who cares? Yeah. If I'm a like- private company <laughs> has to do what we should be doing, then good for them, I feel, in a way. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah. Anyway, that it happened. Check it out. Yay. Okay, this was cool. I th- I didn't even know this was possible, David. A&W made diamonds out of leftover cod sandwiches. They like crammed them together really really hard. They actually crystallized them into copper. Cremated them. Wow. So here is a picture of some of I don't know if this is actual factual or not, but this is cremated codfish sandwiches they part they partnered <laughs> with a company called life gem which apparently uses cremated remains to create diamonds out of cremated remains right wow so kind of as a stunt here and then they just like compress them and crystallize yes. them heat them up and stuff. right and their diamonds actually turned this orange color i don't know if this was part of their ploy for their their little clever marketing or whatever but it, they used the leftovers, they say, of six quarter-pound cod sandwiches. They cremated them. A machine mimicking the heat and pressure under the Earth's crust transformed the carbon into an orange-colored one-carat diamond. <laughs> and get this. They partner with this company to create the timeless treasures of Kentucky, a line of cod-based jewelry. It actually all goes to charity, but it's pretty pretty clever marketing. Am I missing something? <laughs> Like what? Is A and W have something to do with Kentucky? They could be based out of there. They also have cod sandwiches. They have cod them before. Well, okay. So if if you're not familiar with this time of year, okay, 
And the the thing that happens with fish sandwiches this time of year, do you know? No, no. Well, you're not Catholic, that's why. Oh, I see, I see. It's Lent, so they all get fish sandwiches. Every single fast food place on Earth, well, I should say in America, has a, fa- a fish sandwich this time of year. I did not realize that. And everyone tries to come up with clever marketing every time of the year to blah, blah, blah. We got fish sandwiches. So is that how uh, Long John Silver's has been staying in business all <laughs> yeah. these years? It's just this week like or this, just this, this month. month and just this month <laughs> keeps them afloat. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen anyone? It's a line out the park. It's, it's a line out the thing right they make now. All their whole <laughs> they make it all their year's worth their of profit. Their year's worth of profit just in February. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's well, true, look man. At that. You learn something new every day. Yes. So, so yeah. also, I mean, so maybe this has some religious undertones too. It could. I mean, I, I it's the, the fact that fish sandwiches this time of year because of Lent, everybody's looking for a meat alternative. And oh, so fast food restaurants capitalize on this. They got is, all the leftover cod. This is their so clever like, way of like doing something with the fish sandwiches to create headlines and get, you know, attention and it's pretty clever. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. So anyway, you can make diamonds. Pay that advertising. Well, and you can. Yeah. What what I thought was cool is that it's this company, Life Gem. You can create like if I have my cremated remains of my my pet dog, for example. Oh, that'd be sweet. I could have it turned into a little diamond. That'd be sweet. And then you could wear it on a necklace or a ring or something like that. Keep it with you forever. So I think that idea. Right. I. You know what? Now, if you they want cremated up there, that's. I mean, I do think it's a little <laughs> odd that it, it is A and W and but that's that's the joke. Really, like bring this out. That's the joke, though, right? But I mean, shoot, hearing that now, I'm like, you know what? Turn me into a diamond, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I've always been like, yeah, I want maybe like half of me. Yeah, right. You could use a small Take my brain yeah. and turn it into a diamond. And Cremate just me, the brain. Rest of me, just plant an acorn right. in my belly. I like that. Yes. There you go. So there you go. Oh, that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, that's job. it for us this week, guys. Make sure you <laughs> tune in every week, rocknewsweekly.com, youtube.com, slash at rocknewsweekly if you guys want to watch us on demand. And don't forget, watch us live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly every Sunday. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.